Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We all know the sports business truly ramps up after Labor Day. You need more evidence than this week? What a week. After last year's National Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony was postponed, an all-star class led by Derek Jeter will be formally inducted on Wednesday. Thursday night, you got it. The NFL season starts. Cowboys at Bucks. The Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremony is on Saturday. And then, of course, on Sunday, a full slate of the NFL's opening weekend. And the U.S. Open will conclude with the men's final on Sunday. Yes, indeed. What a week. And today is September 7th. This is your morning buzzcast. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. I sure did. Let's start with college football because while we hinted last week on the buzzcast that conference realignment may be on pause, that doesn't look to be the case. SI is reporting that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are expected to apply for Big 12 membership and could be approved for admission by Big 12 presidents on Friday, according to sources. The league has the eight votes needed for expansion. The four teams could join by 2023 or at the very latest 2024, according to SI. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF would give a 23-month notice to the American Athletic Conference and likely pay an increased exit fee from the current one of $10 million. So the Big 12 could be moving quick to round out its conference with four new members. Meanwhile, keep your eye on BYU, a football independent. It will likely join the Big 12 and could join the Big 12 as soon as possible. Meanwhile, it's broadening out its reach as it played a game Saturday against Arizona at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, a win that drew more than 54,000 fans and marked one of the best attended college football games in that city. BYU fans accounted for more than 80% of the crowd. So now there are plans for BYU to play Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium next year, deepening the relationship with the school and the city of Las Vegas. Meanwhile, I would anticipate Allegiant Stadium to host many more marquee college football matchups in the future. Like we said, college football was back in full force over the weekend, and the fans and the viewers seemed to come out. You had more than 109,000 in Ann Arbor. You had more than 76,000 in Wisconsin. You had more than 75,000 in Charlotte for Georgia Clemson. You had nearly 70,000 at the Rose Bowl for LSU, UCLA, and UCLA has been challenged to draw fans over the years. So overall, some big numbers at the gate. Meanwhile, we're still waiting on the weekend's ratings, but Fox's broadcast of Ohio State in Minnesota on Thursday night was a very strong draw for the network. It averaged just under 6.3 million viewers. 
That marked Fox's best opening week game ever and bigger than all but one regular season college football game on the network from last season. It will likely go down as the most watched Thursday night college football game ever on any network. Also, early indications are that ratings were strong for Sunday night's Florida State Notre Dame thriller. So we'll keep an eye on the ratings, but overall, strong interest in the start of college football. I took in a lot of college football over the weekend. There was a lot going on here in Charlotte. Everywhere I went, people wanted to talk about name, image, and likeness. And many of the comments centered around how this would impact a team's dynamic and a team's makeup and a team's morale. Well, one story this weekend that touched on that was that Georgia quarterback JT Daniels and University of North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell each have signed a six-figure deal with Superglow trading cards. The deal will pay each quarterback $100 for every card they sign, as well as a 50% royalty fee for every one that is sold. Now, JT Daniels said he plans to give half of the money he makes from the trading card deal to his teammates. And his agent said that all 100 plus players on the Georgia football roster will receive some money from Daniels' deal. So that goes back to that team building, team morale, team dynamic from name, image, and likeness that is worth keeping an eye on. Let's shift to some other sports. Let's shift to baseball. The New York Mets are only four and a half games out of the wild card, but boy, there is a ton of not-so-positive news around this team, and many believe that owner Steve Cohen will clean house this offseason. There has been well-known speculation about Theo Epstein possibly joining the Mets front office, but now a new name has emerged. Close friends of longtime A's executive Billy Bean said that he would be interested in joining the Mets. This is according to the well-connected Bill Madden of the New York Daily News. Sources implied that Billy Bean may be tiring of the situation with the Oakland A's and wants to use more of the financial resources that Steve Cohen brings to the table. Now, this is not not far-fetched. Billy Bean started his major league career as a Mets first-round draft pick in 1980. He has a long history with Mets president Sandy Alderson, and he really wouldn't mind having the financial resources of the Mets. It could enable Billy Bean to finally win a World Series. He's been drawn by financial resources before. Remember that he was very close to becoming general manager of the Boston Red Sox in the early 2000s, but he bowed out at the end and the Red Sox selected a young Theo Epstein for the job and we all know how that turned out. But keep your eye on the New York Mets situation because right now sources imply that Billy Bean could be interested in taking on that big task. Let's end with news around two women's sports. First, the National Women's Hockey League will be formally changing its name to the Premier Hockey Federation. Yes, starting today, the North American Women's Professional Hockey League will now be called the Premier Hockey Federation, and it's part of a major rebranding that reflects new management, it reflects private ownership, and it reflects the league entering its seventh season. The league's leaders said it also wanted to make a social statement by removing gender from its title. They are calling the change, quote, 
no labels, no limits, end quote, which they believe is more inclusive of the various gender identities of its players and its fan base. So look for the Premier Hockey Federation as the new name going forward. Meanwhile, expect this to be in the news for a bit. The National Women's Soccer League, which has had such a strong run recently, announced that this year's NWSL championship will be held at Portland's Providence Park on November 20th with a 9 a.m. Pacific kickoff time. Now, Portland is a great market for women's soccer, and it has hosted the NWSL Championship twice before, and that facility can hold more than 25,000 fans, and it's one of the largest venues in the NWSL. But it's also the only venue without a natural grass-playing surface, and that has upset players all through the last few years. You know what else upsets them? They do not like this 9 a.m. kickoff time. That means it will kick off live at 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. That is to allow CBS to have its full college coverage on a Saturday afternoon. But players have already spoken out against this early start time on social media. I expect to see more players to be potentially critical of that start time in the days ahead. This is a story certainly worth keeping your eye on. And finally, the Wasserman Agency is growing its European presence. It is opening up a new marketing office in Dusseldorf, Germany. Wasserman has European offices in the United Kingdom, Spain, France, the Netherlands, and Belgium, now as Germany to its roster. And Sports Business Journal is once again partnering with CSM Sports and Entertainment to offer a year-long mentoring experience for women in the early stages of their sports careers. This is a great program. It's called the CSM Mentoring Challenge, and it pairs past Game Changer honorees with rising stars in the industry. Like I said, it is a great way of people to get together and learn from each other. Potential mentees can visit www.csmmentoringchallenge.com prior to next Monday, and you can learn more and apply to this great program. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, September 7th. Hope everybody has a great start to a short work week. I made Madcore. Stay healthy, be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.